With strategic tension in China and the verdict out on India, ASEAN is emerging as the third major engine of growth in Australian trade as global supply chains now recover. Let's go live now to Professor Tim Harcourt, host of the Great Transformation right here on Ticket. Tim, always great to see you, of course. Um, welcome to the show. Why is Thank ASEAN you. seen as strategically as important to Australia? Well, it's interesting. Uh, a lot of the Albanese government's focus has been on let's pivot to India because you know, China's got strategic issues. And yet we've got the third engine of growth, ASEAN, you know, right there in our neighbourhood, you know, with major economies like in Indonesia and Vietnam and uh, Singapore, you know, everything from very wealthy financial hub like Singapore to, uh, you know, developing economies like Laos and Cambodia and Vietnam on the Mekong Delta. So a lot of opportunity, uh, friends of Australia, strategically aligned with uh, Australia in the in the Indo-Pacific Indo and also, uh, you know, pretty significant trade agreements already in place with most of the countries individually and with with ASEAN as, a, as an economic community overall. Now, Nicholas Moore is a former CEO of Macquarie Bank, of course, a millionaire's factory, as we call it, uh, urging the Albanese government to do more when it comes to ASEAN. Why do you think this is the case? Why more on ASEAN as opposed to, to some of the other things like the G20, keeping BRICS at bay? Why ASEAN? I, I think it's interesting. I mean, uh, you, know, we're, you know, I think I've been to about 60 countries around the world and Macquarie Bank's in all of them from across ASEAN to Kazakhstan, Korea. Uh, to Latin America, and I think so. Nicholas Moore's sort of uh, intelligence comes from that from that network, and I think it's uh, partly to do with you know with opportunity. I mean, a lot of the big Australian corporates saw uh, Indonesia and Vietnam actually growing a lot faster than than China and India, and also you don't have the strategic tensions, if you like, that we've got now with the People's Republic of China, which wasn't there. 10 years ago, uh, say. So, you know, ASEAN as a, as a um, not so much block, but as an economic community strategically aligned with uh, Australia and you have a growing middle class, which is, you know, what someone like Nicholas Moore would think about in terms of uh, investment opportunities for, 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 for Macquarie. Yeah, right. Um, and just talk to us about global supply chains, how they are recovering. Have they recovered from the COVID disruption or is it the end of globalisation as we know it? Yeah, it's sort of globalisation, not globalisation, Aaron. Um, this week on The Great Transformation, we have Christine Holgate that many, many will remember from Australia Post and Blackmores, who's now on Team Global Express. And she's also chair of the Australian ASEAN Council. And she actually talked about some of the uh, quick quickness of uh, flexibility in, in transport and logistics in Australia, facing COVID, facing floods and facing bushfires, whether it be rail, ship, air or road. And she's actually pleasantly surprised how quickly people turned around. And it seems that global supply chains, while still having their you know their, their difficulties there, she's more confident in our supply side response to the growing demand from ASEAN and, and the rest of the Asia-Pacific. She's quite uh, reasonably bullish. Uh, I, I expected the interview to be quite uh, negative about trade and globalisation, but she was uh, quite cautiously optimistic about the capacity of Australian supply chains to, uh, to, to respond quite quickly. It's really interesting because we obviously think about the slowdown, as you say, during COVID trying to get things shipped to Australia became 
a near impossibility as, as ships slow, slowed down. Uh, and that was also because of what had happened in that canal uh, with the Evergrande. But then we talk about um, planes stopped traveling. And there was a lot of talk about making more products here in Australia. I mean, the United States talking about it as well. This is a topic to not be as reliant on China. Um, so it's quite interesting to hear that the idea that logistics actually, we handled it better than expected. What do you think? Is she right? Yeah, it's like talking about friendshoring and onshoring. I still think you you still run that risk if you put everything at home. That if there's a domestic, you know, shock or blockage, then you you're sort of stranded. So in the same way, over reliance on China, you don't want to go over reliance domestically as well. But I think what Christine Holgate said was we had a lot of manufacturing industry, uh, a lot of pivoting uh, to respond to the health emergency, uh, where uh, debt molds and 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 uh, Gecko Systems, some of those companies did very well. And I think she was pleasantly surprised by the uh, revival of Australian manufacturing and logistics during COVID. And, of course, dovetailing with the other interviews on the great transformation that says there'll be, you know, a lot of renewable energy and a lot of hydrogen internally in Australia to run green steel and so on, it probably does mean in the future we're probably going to have uh, more of an emphasis on uh, on domestic manufacturing and domestically produced renewable energy. So it's probably going to be... a a different economy going forward, uh, yeah. given the the, the the climate innovation we're seeing. Yeah, and of course, don't forget, uh, we need to mention here uh, the great transformation hosted by Tim Harcourt right here on Ticker, Tuesday, 7.30pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Tim, thanks so much for your time. Thanks a lot, Aaron. And more Ticker right after this. You're watching Ticker. We'll have more in just a few minutes. 